In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we've come to the meeting of two different types of holidays, a holiday and a holy day. The civil calendar, we come to the 4th of July, whereas we in the States call it Independence Day. And in the liturgical calendar, we've come to the holy day where we commemorate all the saints that have shown forth in these American lands, all of North America. And in that liturgical calendar, we've come to the day where we've commemorated Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit, then the Sunday of all saints, where Christ's saints are shown forth because of the descent of the Holy Spirit and have shown and gone out and fulfilled the Great Commission. And today the church commemorates throughout its lands all of its local saints, all of the saints for where the church has been planted and grown and given its fruit back to God, which is his holy people, his saints. So the story here that I want to focus on today is what it means to have the church here in America and how we can become those saints here in the Americas, in the States, the United States of America, of how we are maturing into that holiness which God has called us to. So we have two things that I want to bring out, maturity and sanctity. But as all things in the church, maturity doesn't quite work the same way that it does as we think it was by sort of the common sense of the world. Indeed, Christ tells us to have the faith of little children and to come to him as little children. So holiness is not a matter of having a fully mature faith, a mature church on the institutional level but rather having the faith of a child. And what is that? It's the unwavering trust in God's providence. And when we have that, he raises up saints, which we see and which we have. A whole list in this icon here is only a fraction. All the saints of America over here on my right is only a fraction of the saints that have shown forth in these lands. This faith is what we heard today, a faith where we drop all and follow Christ wherever he leads. So holiness is not about arriving or earning anything. It is a willingness to go on the adventure to sainthood that God calls us toward. This adventure takes a long time, and we must appreciate every part of it in order to see where God is leading us and to see and appreciate how God is nurturing and growing the church here. When we have that wonder, the wonder of a child at God's wonderful work here in this land, then we can give thanks for all that he has provided and where we can give thanks for what he has provided now and what he will provide in the future in his promise to us. So I want to share a bit, snippets of that story, of the adventure that the saints had in coming here to these lands. And in that, perhaps we can see a lesson. The story of the church coming to the Americas is a story that begins before Alaska was even, they came to Alaska through Siberia, landed across the Bering Strait, and landed in Alaska before it was even an American land, before it was part of the United States of America. These Alaskan missionaries came from Volam, a monastery in Russia, leaving in 1794, September 1794, and traveling 7,327 miles by foot 
taking 293 days across Siberia, across the Bering Strait, and this group of monks from Valam arrived on Kodiak Island 293 days after leaving Valam. Among them were the proto-martyr Juvenali, who in 1799 was going around baptizing whole villages, and he was murdered by a hunting party, not knowing who he was. It's still a mystery of why his life was taken. But as arrows struck him, he was blessing them as they pierced his body and calling them to repent for these very acts. Among them was also Saint Innocent, who was known as Father John when he was married. And he is called the Enlightener of North America. And he translated throughout all the native lands into all of the native languages and planted and deeply rooted and brought forth what the natives already knew of Alaska and gave them the fair fulfillment in the church. And for this, that's why we call him the Enlightener. We have Jacob of Netstav, who was an Alaskan and a Russian, native and a Russian. He was a translator and missionary who helped St. Innocent. And in the first, just the first six months, as he was in his parish of Atka, a parish that spanned some 2,000 miles, he baptized 16 people, but he chrismated 442 just in the first six months. So what is here in Jacob's life and in these life that I want to bring out? It's that God is moving even before the saints arrive. Those he's planted, and when they arrive, they are able to reap the harvest that God has planted. With his own hands, Father Jacob constructed a large tent and he brought it with him as he traveled around. And he served in this tent and gave them the church through it. For his life was the life of the people. It was his job to teach them to worship God in the orthodox manner and to bring out what they already had. And he found both strength and joy in this. Later, as he transported the tent around his missionary journeys, he was likened to Moses in the wilderness, traveling and bringing the grace of God to wherever the tent was found. And the natives knew this and they brought and came to him. When he ended his missionary journey, his own personal one as the church continued hers, in the final year as he traveled up and down the Yukon Delta, he baptized some 1,320 people, distinguishing himself as the evangelizer of the Yupik, the Eskimo, and the Athabaskan Indian peoples. And then we have St. Herman, who, outlet, who also was on this missionary journey and was the last surviving member. And we know him because it's through him and his missionary efforts and his legacy even after his death that we have orthodoxy come to the mainland. And through him, we also know of the martyr Peter of Kodiak, killed here in this very state, whose blood has sanctified this land. And it's through their prayers that we remain orthodox. So what's the story in the mainland? It took many, many years for orthodoxy to arrive in the, and plant its roots here. Orthodox life outside of Alaska and outside of the West Coast, just this little region compared to the greater states of America, was only beginning in the 1800s. And it required a great deal of evangelical activity to create normal Orthodox parishes with pastors and bishops and faithful congregants, so they knew where they could come, in a context that was very foreign to many people, 
a multinational place with multi, a multi-confessional plurality of Christians on top of other religions. This was what the Americas were. And into this stepped many of the saints. Saint Tikhon, the Apostle of America and Patriarch of Moscow. Here we see a divine connection. He's the Apostle to America, but he ends his life as a martyr and confessor in Moscow, as Patriarch. He arrived and became the Bishop of Alaska only in 1898, and then began to organize the church in the mainland before being elected and going back to be Patriarch of Moscow in 1907. A short while, not just 10 years. And in this time, we have St. Raphael journeying, traveling back and forth by train, gathering and planting churches all through the lands, finding Arab communities and planting them, missionizing and bringing in all different peoples into these communities, from Romanians and Serbians. They all knew him, and they brought and came to him and came to find their life in the church through the missions of St. Tikhon, St. Raphael. And into this also we have St. Alexis Toth, who radically changed the church by him coming in. He was the pastor of the Uniates, who were in communion with Rome, but Rome was rejecting them. And so he brought in some 361 people with him in all of his parishes into Minneapolis in 19, 1891. And through him, we see through all of his sufferings that you have a pastor laying down his life for the flock, a man of patient suffering, and laying down all that he had in order to give his people the life of Christ. And we also have ones who are closer to us in time, St. Nikolai of Zicha, much beloved, and St. John of Shanghai, also loved. They preached to us and taught us how to live as modern saints, to sift through modern deceptions, and to embrace God in our own time. St. John of Shanghai was a man, you could call him an international man. He began his life in Russia, traveled through all of Europe, ended up in China, one of, we know him as Shanghai and San Francisco. And in this, he traveled gathering orphans, gathering people, planting the church, translating languages, bringing people and transmitting orthodoxy into their lands and having them make it their own by feeding them like a mother feeds her children. These are the examples of the saints that have come to us. Some came here and then went back, creating spiritual connections here in these lands to the other countries, to Romania, to Russia, to Serbia, to the Arab lands. Many, many served in America and then returned and gave their lives and the, under the communist lands. They received their martyrdom. Ones whose stories we only know as good pastors and ones who laid down their life, even ultimately their very lives themselves. Hieromarta Vasily, Alexander, and John, all of them. And these are only a few that we know their names. So what do we have? We have saints that are sent here to cast seeds that grow, and the saints themselves are grown here. There are many yet to be named, men and women born in the new world and sanctifying it. This is what the church does in time, and in time we hold up our, them as holy models to follow Christ here in this land. We have those that come and give and 
are offered to God, as the Traparia so beautifully says, and those that are being formed in the image of Christ. That is all of us here in this room. There are a host of faithful Orthodox Christians that have shown holy lives here in America. The story of holiness here is one of diversity and of unity. Our connection is first to God, but also to that broader world, bringing in diverse peoples to the one cup of salvation. We receive from abroad, we learn from them God's ways, and then give back them as our own back to God. This is the movement of the church, and this is something that is unique to our memory, our living memory, for it is in our living memory that we experience this in the church of diverse peoples coming to the one cup of God. And this is a beautiful thing, and even more beautiful that we get to celebrate it on this day. My brothers and sisters, we are an infant church, but let us embrace that faith of children which God calls us to. And in this we come to Christ and become his sons and daughters when we come to him as children and trust in his providence and trust in his time. And then but we also see the fruits of his holy ones manifested here in this land and they become our own. We may not have the maturity of Holy Rus nor the status of Venerable Greece, nor do we have the patience of the Arabs and their long suffering or the long suffering of Romania nor the stalwart strength of Serbia. But we can draw from these waters, we can draw from these waters the saints that they have given to us. They send to us and they pour out their lives for Americans. We are given a beautiful opportunity today to reverence them and to learn from their lives. And Christ calls and then he sends. So let us drink the faith as a babe drinks its mother's milk and grow strong. Every time has its season, so let us make the most of now and learn to become an example from the example of the saints. And drawn from here and from them, we learn to be a holy people. We can be an America filled with saints, so many that it would be impossible for our human power to name them all. This is what Christ is calling to us today, and this is what is held out in front of us in this feast that the church has brought for us throughout the church to commemorate our local saints, those that we know and those that we do not, all that have shown forth in America. We can be this kind of church, and and we can draw from and embrace it now, the mission to evangelize and to draw in God's scattered people into the inheritance of the kingdom, being planted and that is planted and growing in our young country and our young peoples. This is what we are called to, to learn from the church as a mother, and but also to grow in that maturity and then to copy them, to go out and to evangelize, to go out and to lay down our life for the people that we love, even though we may be different than them, for we are always different as a Christian people. Just as they were different, leaving their lands that they loved, but going on the mission because they were called, arriving in a land with people who spoke languages that no Russian knew, or going to communities that were hurting and starving for the cup of life, and going and laying down your life and all that you knew in the martyrdom of being a missionary and an evangelizer of a new peoples, and bringing them the fullness of salvation that is the Orthodox Church. 
So today, we proclaim in that blessed Traparia that there is a bountiful harvest. As the bountiful harvest of your sowing of salvation, the lands of North America offer to you, O Lord, all the saints who have shown in them. By their prayers, keep the church and our land in abiding peace through the Theotokos, O most merciful one. May we make this prayer and remember it often, that when we have saints, we offer them to God, and God blesses us and gives us new guardians for the American church. And in that, we pray to them, and we grow in maturity, learning and growing and finding and stepping into our new role in God's good time and as he blesses it. May we always look for the opportunity, and may God bless us as we rejoice in what he has already given and look forward in hope to what is to come. Amen.